Welcome to It's All Political, the San Francisco Chronicle's political podcast. I'm Joe Garofoli, the Chronicle's senior political writer. And today on the podcast, we have a Republican candidate for governor. It's former San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner. Yes, the presidential race may be over, but we're already gearing up not only for the 2022 governor's race in California, but for the possibility, an increasingly likely possibility, that there will be a recall this year of current Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, Faulkner has been on the podcast before, and longtime listeners will know that he's not your typical Republican. He's pro-same-sex marriage. He acknowledges the science behind climate change. He backs a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants. And he won two terms in a city with the majority of Democrats. Still, remember that California has not elected a Republican to statewide office since 2006, when Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger won a second term. And no matter what you think of Faulkner, unlike Arnold, he does not have 100% name recognition, nor did he star in any Terminator movies. And now, here's our conversation with Kevin Faulkner. Mayor Kevin Faulkner, welcome back to It's All Political. Today, you have big news about your plan that we talked about the last time you were on the podcast. Well, Joe, it's great to be back with you. Thank you. Uh, yes, indeed. I'm proud to announce that I'm uh, running for governor of the great state of California because I believe it's time for a California comeback. So you are, at, just to be clear, you are running for governor in 2022. There is very likely may be a recall before that. Will you be running in that as well? Uh, yes. And I, and I think you're right, Joe. Um, I believe that the recall continues to gather pretty significant momentum, and it's momentum across the board. I think it's it's Democrats, independents, and Republicans of a lot of Californians and families that understand the sense of urgency and want to change. So I do believe that the recall is going to qualify, and I believe that it'll be very likely that we will have an election this year. So what are you going to do differently and better than Gavin Newsom? Oh, there's a lot of things, um, but let's jump right into just, I think, some of the top issues. I think one of the things, Joe, that we are not seeing, um, we need to reopen our schools safely now, not next month, not next year, now. And as we see so many California families and we, that, that want their kids back in school, we see the fact that virtually so many other states have safely reopened, really worried that our California kids are falling behind and continuing to be put at a significant disadvantage. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, look, I, I think it's incredibly important as we have all had the same goal during COVID-19, that we have to protect lives and we also have to protect livelihoods. And I've been very outspoken about the changing metrics constantly coming out of the governor's office. The fact that we've had businesses that have been open and shut four and five different times. The fact that the the data and the so-called reasoning behind that wasn't made public and wasn't made transparent. Mm -hmm. um, that's, and, and lastly, I would just say, because you and I spoke about this at, at length last time, um, we have to change how we're dealing with homelessness in the state of California. Uh, we made significant inroads in San Diego, the only big city to actually reduce homelessness the last two years in a row. And I feel so strongly that you cannot allow folks to live in tents on your sidewalk because you're condemning them to die in their sidewalk. We took a different approach in San Diego, and I think it's time to take that approach statewide. So 
you I know you've dealt with the Democratic City Council in San Diego. I believe it's what eight of the nine members are Democrats there. Uh, but you would be dealing with a Democratic supermajority or, or even something a little bit less in the legislature, very likely. How are you going to be able to what issue specifically would you be able to work on together? Or is there are California's just going to smell like four years of gridlock if you were to be the governor with a overwhelmingly Democratic legislature? I think what people want is, is common sense. And, and I don't think people really are focused on partisanship. They don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. They want leadership. Um, you know, that's the style and the tone that I, that I tried to set as, as mayor of San Diego. And, and you, you rightly point out, I dealt with majority Democrat city council. My last year, super majority Democrat city council. And yet we were able to work together on pretty significant reforms in the areas of, of not just homelessness, but housing production. Uh, how we really increase that for San Diego, the work on homelessness, as I mentioned, and getting our budgets across the finish line. I'm a big believer that it's all about going out and winning the argument, then you win the vote. Um, and I think it's incredibly important because we're going to be the only candidate in the race that has this type of experience working across the aisle, bringing Democrats and Republicans together for one goal. Let's actually get results because the majority of issues that we're going to be dealing with at the state capitol, it's not about partisanship. It's about getting things done. We'll return to our conversation with Republican candidate for governor Kevin Faulkner after this short break. And now here's more of our conversation with Kevin Faulkner. All right, we, we, got, we have to talk Donald Trump. Uh, because his supporters, as you know, still form the core of the Republican Party in California and beyond. Um, two of uh, Nearly two of every three California voters voted for Biden, Joe Biden against Trump uh, in 2020. As we talked about in the podcast, you did not vote for Trump in 2016. You voted for Paul Ryan. You wrote in his name. Uh, but you voted for him this year. Or, I'm sorry, last year in 2020, after seeing him for four years in office. What What made you vote for him after seeing him uh, performed for four years in office? You know, I, I voted for the president because of his economic policy positions. I think that was incredibly important, not just for us in, in California, but for, um, but for the nation. Um, and when I look, Joe, particularly at the economy of, of California, and we look at the fact of our continued job exodus, it's stunning. Um, we have to focus on that. We have, we have to have a governor that's going to focus on that. We're all very familiar of the very large companies and mid-sized companies that are leaving California for mm -hmm. Texas and mm -hmm. other places. It's time to have a governor that's going to support job creation. And that's the type of governor that I'm going to be. How, how do you do that? Uh, and, and, before we, we get to that, why, so how can people get over uh, the, the, you know, Trump is wildly unpopular in California. Doesn't that sort of a, a value statement about where you're at? If you're going to vote for him, you, you could have written in Paul Ryan again. Why don't you do that? Look, Donald Trump is no longer president, um, and he's certainly not the governor of California. Mm. Uh, Gavin Newsom is, and he's failing the state, and that's why I'm running. And that's why I think you're seeing so many families across California, as I mentioned before, moms and dads that want their kids back in school that are not happening, folks that want to change. And I think this election is all going to be about what's the direction that we should go in. And to have somebody who's run the second largest city in our state, who's been able to work across the aisle, but stands up for his principles and values that actually gets results in the areas of homelessness, public safety, and housing. And I think, Joe, somebody who is able to treat folks 
with dignity and respect, even if we may disagree on issues, but with the goal is to, how do we actually achieve results? I mean, that's, that's the type of approach I think that's been lacking up in the Capitol, and that's the type of approach that I'm gonna bring as governor. And uh, right now, Congress is considering an immigration bill as someone who would be the governor of one of the, na of the nations, the most populous state, one with many immigrants. Uh, do you support a pathway to, to citizenship for undocumented immigrants? Look, I've, I've been very clear since the very beginning. I think we need comprehensive immigration reform. And I've also felt very strongly about what immigrants have meant to the state of California. And in fact, uh, I set up the first office of immigrant affairs in the city of San Diego as a way to make sure that we are taking new immigrants to our country, ensure that we are working together, small businesses and others, joining services. And so that's been, that's been a big part that I've been very outspoken of since the very, very beginning. We need that comp comprehensive immigration reform. Um, you know, I'm optimistic that, you know, perhaps something can happen this year at the, at the state, excuse me, at the federal level. We'll see. And the, that comprehensive immigration reform in your world uh, includes a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants, correct? It does. Okay. Uh, your, your, your good friend and, and fellow San Diego County Republican, John Cox, uh, has, has pointed out that your hometown newspaper, the San Diego Union Tribune, has given you C and D grades for your mismanagement in office. The editorial board said it's not like San Diego Kevin Mayor uh, Kevin Faulkner doesn't try to build coalitions and tackle thorny issues like pension reform, rising homelessness, and a convention center expansion. It said uh, he's just not very good at getting the job done. Uh, why would you be better than Cox uh, for, this, uh, for the job, for the hearts and minds of Republican voters? Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm pretty proud of the record of what we were able to achieve in San Diego. And, and as we talked about, Joe, uh, look, you're going to have folks that are going to be disagreeing with you on, on issues from time to time, and even those in the media. Um, but at the same time, when I look at how we were able to actually get results in San Diego, the fact that we reduced homelessness didn't go up, it went down. The facts that we fixed half the streets of our city while I was mayor, and I did it without raising taxes. As I mentioned earlier, public safety, I did not defund the police. I increased the budget, and we're one of the safest big cities in the country. So I think all of those are the issues that'll be coming up when we have this campaign. You're gonna have a variety of uh, competitors jump in, I'm sure across the spectrum, and I'm looking forward to standing on my record. Uh, one part of your record was, it was a few years ago, there was a hepatitis outbreak in your city among the homeless community. About 20 people died, 600 people got sick. There's a grand jury report that criticized the city's response. Um, and, you know, how can, I think many Californians are going to wonder, like, how can they trust you? You know, we've got this massive pandemic uh, going on now. Uh, you know, if your response was, was slow on something of a smaller scale, what would you say to them about that? Well, I think when you look at what happened in the county of San Diego, where the city and the county really came together and changed uh, business as usual to get vaccines out to people. And in fact, went out to places like the San Diego Riverbed to make sure that we were doing it very creative to stop what was a countywide hepatitis A outbreak in its track. And it hit us very tough in the city of San Diego, particularly the urban portion. Um, that's the type of approach that we need now, Joe. We need to break down silos and barriers and just get it done. That's what we did countywide when we had that hepatitis A outbreak. That's the type of spirit and direct intervention that we need now across the state of California. 
What did you, what did you learn from that experience? You have to work together. And I will tell you, and I particularly look back to those early days, and it was incredibly important that we join the city's efforts and the county's efforts. Not worry about whose responsibility was for what, et cetera, but we had one goal, which is to stop it in its tracks, as I mentioned. And so that's why we played such a public effort from the very beginning to make sure that we were you know, doing things differently. And that, Joe, really led to some of the significant changes that we did to address our homeless population, because those were the folks that were the most vulnerable to the hepatitis A. And that's why, as I said before, the fact that you cannot allow somebody to live on a tent on your sidewalk because they're gonna die in that tent on their sidewalk, and we're better than that, which is why I did not allow tents on the sidewalk in San Diego, why we changed to have a bias towards action, put up bridge shelters, storage centers, matching people with the wraparound services and the support, uh, and looking at what we did as a model with our convention center during the, the current COVID-19. We learned a lot. And I said that moment in San Diego is really when I think it was incredibly important to say, we need to do things differently on homelessness to help people get off of the streets. And the fact that we were able to do it, I think speaks volumes. And uh, you, what would you do with the, right now the teachers union seems to be one of the, the biggest impediments to getting uh, folks uh, to reopening the schools now. How would you uh, approach them and, and other organized labor in terms of getting kids back into school. That's the way every, every, uh, you, you're, you have a, a family with young children. How old are you, by the way, how old are your kids now? Uh, they're growing up. I'll tell you, <laughs> I have a daughter who's a senior in high school, learning from home, unfortunately, remotely, and a son who's a sophomore at San Diego State. So you have, you still have one kid still in school, but yeah. you know, they're she'll see older, but you, you uh, understand this predicament. What would you do with the teachers union uh, and, and other unions to, to get, kids back in a school? I would interact very directly with a sense of urgency, with a sense that says there is no reason why our California schools cannot be safely reopened now. The fact that private schools are open, the fact that kids are learning and teachers are teaching, the fact that the majority of states have safely reopened their public schools. It's unacceptable that our public schools in California have not done what, we, what, what they should be doing. It's about leadership. I will tell you, Joe, as mayor, look, I, when, we, when COVID-19 first started, I had to work with my labor unions all the time. My police officers union, my firefighters union, or, you know, we had librarians or, or you know, trash collectors. You have to work with folks and say it's important. You have to make accommodations for safety, but you actually have to get folks working. And look, I know so many of our teachers are desperate to get back into the classroom. They want to be there. There is no substitute. I repeat, there is no substitute for in-classroom education that needs to be the priority in California right now, not next month, right now. Kids are falling behind. Uh, one final question. You, you feel like you'll have, I mean, it's, it's, it, it takes a ton of money to run statewide in California. You're going to be running against a very well-funded opponent. He's there's all sorts of labor union money and other, uh, he's got uh, uh, tech friends. At least he had tech friends uh, before uh, in Newsom, uh, and 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 John Cox also is a, sort of a, you know put in his own. He's not afraid to put his own money in there. Will you have enough money to run statewide? Uh, we will, and I think the fact that in just three weeks in the exploratory committee, uh, we raised a million dollars, I think speaks volumes. I think speaks volumes for the hunger 
uh, of change that folks want. And again, this is all up and down the state. So this will be um, obviously an expensive undertaking because of a state that's the size of, of California. But I wouldn't be running, Joe, if I didn't think A, that, that we could win, and B, that my style of, of leadership and results oriented is what California needs. And so bringing that, I think, experience to bear and how we do it, I think will become a big part of this campaign. So I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you and I will be uh, speaking more. I'd love to come back on the show. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Mayor Faulkner. And thank you for coming back to It's All Political. We will be talking again, I'm sure. I'd like to thank you all for listening and hope that you and your families are safe and healthy. I'd like to thank Kevin Faulkner for appearing on the podcast today from San Diego. I'd like to thank Karen Creighton for producing today's episode. And as always, here's a shout out for our fabulous theme music. That's Cattle Call written by Randy Clark and performed by Randy Clark and Croson. And remember, no matter if you're a moderate Republican who voted for Donald Trump or one who didn't, it's all political.